With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to that Chelsea podcast. Are you not entertained? Eight goals in a week and yet we've only got four points to show from it. But I think we'd have taken that at the start of the week. Chelsea, oh, we're going to try and make sense of another game where Chelsea have scored four goals. Uh, joining me this time to try and make sense of it is Miss Jessica Flotter. Jess, how are we doing? Um, Actually, incredibly well. I mean, I, I, I thought I would be a little bit frustrated, you know, having just, quote unquote, a draw. But I'm actually quite happy for the reasons I think we're going to be discussing on this this week's pod. So, yeah, incredibly happy, proud of proud of our players. Indeed. Indeed. As always do guests, I get them to give themselves a plug. So just tell people where they can find you on Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at J-E underline Frota, F-R-O-T-A. And you can always follow me if you want, message me and, and talk anything football and Chelsea be more than welcome. Lovely, lovely stuff. Jess's links will be in the description below. Right, yeah, Chelsea took on Manchester City this evening uh, and drew four all. It means Chelsea have still not won a 4.30pm kickoff since January 2022. But Jess, that was, I mean, I've, I think Monday night we were probably saying that's the game of the season. And I think we've just got mm-hmm. a game that perhaps gazumped it. That was something else. Just before we get into it, just your thoughts on what was another crazy game for Chelsea this week. Yeah, it's funny because um, a couple of weeks ago, I said we would get a draw out of this game, even when we were losing everything. Um, I just had a feeling that we would get a draw. So I'm, I'm not saying I, I was surprised, but it was just, I don't know, I had my heart coming out of my throat almost and feeling like because it was such a nerve wracking game, right? You know, the, the score were changing, we were in front and then we drew and, you know, we, we have a young squad. So seeing them fight their way back, you know, when they were 
one nil down and then just fighting to to get something out of the game was incredible um always frustrating when you're playing with with um a team and and you have also you also have to deal with anthony taylor and that's obviously a bit frustrating in my opinion he um he made two huge huge errors today um against chelsea which nerve-wracking but it was just exciting um again proud of the boys the quality that was shown the passion the fighting spirit i think the young players shown a lot of, of character this game you know you're talking about in my opinion the best team in the world um as as things stand and I, I think it shows that we are on the right path. Indeed, indeed. Only four different teams have scored four plus goal, four plus Premier League goals in a game against Pep Guardiola's Manchester City. That was Leicester in 2016, Everton in 2017, Liverpool in 2018, Leicester again in 2020, and us in 2023. And this was Pep Guardiola's 882nd game as a manager and the first to see his team both score and concede four goals in a single match. Chelsea-Manchester City 4 was the first Premier League match to see four equalising goals scored since Liverpool and Arsenal's iconic 4-4 draw in April 2009. Jess, it was eventful. Chelsea did go 1-0 down, so let's start there. And that was the 20th time that Chelsea had fallen 1-0 down in the Premier League in 2023. The joint most by any joint most any side has conceded the first goal in the competition this year, also Bournemouth. And and I guess, Jess, that is the first moment of controversy um, for penalty, but I don't think it's a penalty. I think if Haaland does not have his arms around Cucurella at first, then I think it probably is a penalty because Cucurella does have his arms around Haaland. But once Haaland got his arms around Cucurella to get himself into that position, I think ultimately it's a, it's as much of a muchness. And I don't think that's a penalty, but VAR does not overturn. Um, just thoughts. Don't, I don't think that was a penalty. Um, yeah, actually... This moment, I think, was was the worst out of the two moments for me, just because it was not only an error by Anthony Taylor, um, but also from VAR, in my opinion, because they just showed, they, they didn't show the complete moment to Anthony Taylor. Um, they just went from the moment that um, Kukurelia pulls uh, Holland. But as you said, Holland actually was the first. He was the first to pull Kukurelia. And then Kukurel, you know, it was just a push and pull between the two of them. And and it's not a pen. And for me, worse than that, you see uh, moments before this, I think it was Rhys James and Caicedo um, fell. And there was a foul on Rhys James, in my opinion, I think from, from Doku. So, you know, not, they didn't go all the way back from, from the beginning of the play to see what happened. And it's just a ridiculous, ridiculous thing to, um, you know, to say that this was a penalty. I've had one of my very good friends from Brazil. He's a Manchester United fan. He was just shell shocked. Um, obviously, the pundits in Brazil were were talking about the game as the game went on, and everybody was just dumbstruck and like, "This is not a penalty." And and I I think it's important to say that in Brazil, um, referees tend to um, you know to give more penalties. So for us, it's always the other way around. You know, we complain about it being the penalty and the referees from England not giving the penalty. So the fact that the Brazilian pundits were commenting about how this was not a penalty to me just showed that it clearly, clearly was not a penalty. So yeah, absolutely frustrating. Um, And I think that no matter the end result from that point on, it was always going to be that moment that you look back and you say, Oh, what might have been if this was not given. Right. So again, I'm happy. I'm not going to let this ruin the happiness, but you know, if you have a four, um, 
four goals against four goals and one of them is clear not a penalty you go oh well maybe we could have won I guess we'll never know but yeah it's just uh makes me angry as a Chelsea fan obviously and the fact that it's again Anthony Taylor um I think Pochettino was all of us at the end there when he was just shouting and complaining um but it is what it is and again the fight that the players showed to pick up and, and to score and to get back into the game was fantastic. And something that I think we, we were missing a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Anthony Taylor gets demoted one weekend for poor, for, for poor performance, has a, another, makes another pretty shoddy call and then gets rewarded with uh, the biggest game of the weekend. Yeah. Make it make sense. But Jess, Chelsea and this team under Poch yet again, the, the second time this week come from behind, show some, show some fight. Uh, four minutes later, Conor Gallagher, corner Tiago Silva heads home good work uh you know clearing uh some seat players out from the corner and it meant that only four players aged 39 or older have scored a Premier League goal Tiago Silva joins Ryan Giggs Dean Windass and Teddy Sheringham and just that was just the perfect response from Chelsea and then eight minutes later it's 2-1 Reese James puts the ball across and there's Raheem Stern to tap home the type of goal that you know we'd expect you know we've come to know that Raheem Stern to score for City nice to see him do it for us, Jess, uh, and on that, that was just, you know, that period, that was just such a good fight for Chelsea. And I think one of the things we are seeing with this team under Pochettino, and we'll get into it, you know, again later when we came in to get into the second half as well, but this team, we're seeing a spirit that was probably not there last season. But the fact that, you know, this is now another game this season where we've come from behind in to get something from the game where you, you know, going back to last season, you go, oh, we can see the first goal. It's game over. But this Chelsea team under Poch, even if there are some, you know, defensive issues, which we'll maybe get onto. The spirit yeah. is certainly not lacking in this team, and that's really, really encouraging, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to talk about the mistakes in a bit, so we're going to talk about Thiago as well. In my opinion, he's made a couple of mistakes. But th- this goal, um, the first Chelsea goal for me, is embraces everything good that Thiago can offer in terms of leadership, in the fighting spirit, the way that he celebrated, that he bring, you know, the way that he brought every player together and was like, come on, getting the crowd up, and just how he positioned himself that he is the man for the big occasion. I think he still is that guy and, and showed what he can still contribute to this team. And I think um, sometimes a couple of people, at least on the internet, kind of diminish that a little bit. Um, and I think it needs to, to, you know, it's a point that needs to be raised because I still think that he has a lot to contribute to the side. Um, as you said, the fighting spirits, the fact that you can never say that the game is over, uh, even if we're one nil down, there are a certain characters within the team that are always fighting. I'm talking about Cole Homer here because he's quickly becoming one of the favorite, my favorites definitely. And I think one of the favorites from the fan base as a whole um, for such a young, young lad is, is incredible. And also you see like Rez, who for me was the best player on the pitch today. Um, what's kind of annoying about him is that he lacks consistency as, at times, but today he was unbelievable, incredible, showed his experience, showed, I think he was playing against his former club and also against England, um, showing, you know, that what he could offer for the, for the England side. And yeah, just, uh, I, I, I'm not going to be too critical of our players today. I, because even, even with the mistakes, just the fight that they showed and, and, it was just fantastic. You know, I'm just happy. It's not a win, but I'm happy after a game and, and it's great. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Raheem Sterling truly was excellent. I think that's the most, you know, I've seen a, a player give Carl Walker troubles uh, for a long time. He was certainly was 
was excellent. Uh, Jess, but, you know, last thing, nice things can't last for too long. Chelsea concede a really poor goal uh, before right or in, in added time at the end of the first half. Manuel Akanji heads home. Uh, he just gets free of his marker there. Uh, I think it's maybe Reese or Silver or one or two. There's just loses him there. And then, Jess, we concede a third as well. Erling Haaland there sort of to, to tap home as well. I think when we look about it, the fourth goal, we can, you know, I mean, even the fourth goal, you know, you can question Silva sticking a leg out, mate. But it's only those first three goals. Obviously, I know we've touched on first one, the controversy around that. They just feel that we, you know, we were playing so well and we just, unfortunately, just did keep sort of shooting ourselves in foot a bit and making it harder for ourselves than it need to be. Because it's not like these goals City scored were truly wonder goals that you couldn't really defend yeah. against. We dealt with those situations quite poorly and then all of a sudden found ourselves 3-2 down. I think it would be it would have been a little bit different if we had at least one of Levi Cowell and or in my opinion the the man for that I wanted to see was was Big Ben you know Benoit Badeshil. I think um, just the pairing of Desasi and Tiago is not the best pairing uh, in terms of how they complement each other. Um, I think Tiago with Levi worked much better. I think Badeshil with Levi Cowell is, is one pairing that I want to see. Um, also playing in the future, and yeah, I think I think it was Thiago that lost uh, Akanji for for their goal there. Um, he made a couple of silly mistakes, but I again, he's not he's not the fastest, right? Obviously, he's thirty nine, almost forty years old. He positions himself well, but he's not the fastest. So you have to kind of have a balance in terms of of centre back. And I'm going to talk about Tottenham just because you have like I mean, ideally they have uh, Romero and Van de Ven, so they have the cleaner when it's very fast, and then you have the warrior type, let's say. And I don't think that Tisazi and Tiago complement each other that well. So this is definitely something that I want to see going forward, like what what's going to be our main pairing in terms of who Pochettino is, is going to pick when everybody is fit. Um, obviously, we still have Wesley Fofana to come, I mean, later on. Um, but also something that is really worrying for me and has been for quite some time is the defending of set pieces, set pieces. It's ridiculous. We always leave one or sometimes two um, rivals unmarked. And it's definitely something that we need to train and to work on. And I don't know, you know, what we are doing in training to address that, but it's just clear to see. And I just hope that we hire a set piece coach or something like that because it's stressful. Like we concede the same type of goal at least once every game. And it's, uh, it's nerve wracking. It's, it's ugh, stressful. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, Jess, but we make it. For real, we fight back again. Conor Gallagher's shot uh, is only parried away by Edison. And there's Nico Jackson uh, to, to tap home for free all. Jess, I kind of want to talk about Conor Gallagher because I think he was he was a player, you know, at the start of the season. He still had a lot of, you know, doubters and, and maybe understandably so. But I thought he was the best midfielder on the pitch for Chelsea. I actually thought those were probably Moises Caicedo and Enzo Fernandez, Two fairly poor performances by by their standards. Um, Enzo sort of subbed off the 64-minute mark without really making much of an impact on the game. And I thought Caicedo actually has probably a bit of a role to play in the third goal we conceded and just, again, was just not quite and himself. But Conor Gallagher, I thought, you know, actually, you know, that midfield was probably the best midfielder out there for us today and he was, he was outstanding. Uh, and then I guess a word for, for Jackson, he's got four goals in a week. Um, whatever yeah. you think of him, he's kind of on his way to, you know, a decent a decent debut season in the Premier League. Yeah, definitely. In terms of Connor, um, yes, for me, he was the second best player on the pitch after Raz. Um, he is just a machine. It's incredible how 
he never tires, right? He's just always running around and um, he's impressing a lot of people. I didn't expect, I mean, I've always liked Connor. I wanted him to stay uh, with the squad. I was one of the, the people on the side that did not want us to sell him because I, I thought, and I still think that he can contribute, but I didn't expect him to be contributing the way that he is playing the way that he is. Um, I, I can see that he is improving. Um, also, you know, he, he's improving a little bit of tweaks. What I want to see more of him is I want, I want to see him shooting more because he, he has a mean kick and I, you know, he needs to add goals because we all know that he can do it. And he right now is having a little bit of freedom to get near the goal. So I want him to shoot more and to maybe add the goals to his game. But I agree with you. He was the best midfielder that we had on the pitch today. I think I said it actually started really well and then kind of dipped a little bit, maybe in terms of fitness. Um, he looked a little bit tired by the end of the game. But yeah, um, I agree. Fantastic. And as for Nico, it's, it's interesting because sometimes as a fan, you are so angry at his positioning. Um, I think during the Tottenham game last week, um, we were just before he scored the hat trick, we're like missing a couple of chances. But when you look at the numbers, they're not bad at all, right? So he has six, I think six goals in 11 Premier League games for his first season in the Premier League. And then you, you go back to, to players like Drogba, you know, in, in his first season, um, in third season of senior football, because I believe this is the third season of senior football for, for Nico Jackson. And these big names, um, how, how much, you know, I think, I don't know, I don't know who it was. It was, was it Nostroy that scored three goals? In, in his two first seasons together, something like that. So if you're talking about a young striker, fairly inexperienced, first season in the Premier League, already has six goals out of 11 games. I think Kai Havertz had a, uh, a tally of seven goals last, last season, something like that. So one goal away from him. Those are encouraging numbers. I mean, I'm, he's far from the finished article. He can still improve. There's definitely room. Um, obviously, Chelsea are looking at a striker, experienced striker, um, according to every report. But I think it's something for us to be excited about. Um, and I don't, I, 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 I think we can't diminish that because those are, are good numbers, right? If you're having someone that everybody is complaining, saying he's not good enough, you know, rival fans are talking about how he's not good enough, and he's quietly adding numbers to to his tally, and it's it's fantastic. And I love him. I think he connects to the club. I, I think he's really enjoying. Um, the club and playing for Chelsea he seems to connect with the fans and the badge and I just obviously want him to succeed and and hopefully he can add more and more roles um, for us in the future yeah yeah I will say my only gripe Nico Jackson he does need to stop getting silly yellow cards he gets booked again for getting in a scuffle and I know it was the the heat of a battle etc but I feel that basically all his yellow cards this season are just for, for fighting opposition players they're not actually for like a poorly typed tackle or anything like that but that's one thing I think he does need to to work on because he's now on seven yellow cards, I believe, this season already. So he's not that far off a, a two-game ban. He's already served a one-match suspension. But no, really encouraging to see from there. Jess, I'll be honest, when Rodri scores that deflected goal, well, and big, big, you know, deflection on Thiago Silva, one I'm thinking, is Rodri genuinely one of the most clutch players I've seen who's not actually yeah, a forward in, 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 in recent time? And then I'm thinking it's just not meant to be. Because, oh, that again, it just felt like oh, City scored four goals. I don't even think City were that good today. I genuinely like. No, yeah. I don't even know. I think Manchester City were that good if they scored four goals, and all four of them, you know, I mean, as you know, bit of luck and a bit of just poorness to them. But as I said, when Rodri scored, I'm thinking, oh god, that is 
he is just annoyingly clutch. He scores so many big goals. Oh, at that point, I'm like, I was, you know, I was, I just had to almost laugh about it. I was like, oh, this game, this game. Because you knew there was another goal at that point. You knew this was not ending free or just your thoughts when Brodery makes it 4-3. Um, I think I was heartbroken uh, because even though, well, when we scored the third one, I actually sent a message to a friend saying, I need now Cole Palmer to score the fourth goal because I feel like maybe they're going to score again. And a couple of minutes after I sent that text, yeah, Rotary scored. And it was just, uh, it was awful. Um, because because of, of how late it was in the game, I couldn't see us fighting back because we looked very tired, um, you know, tired legs. We, we ran a lot. And I just couldn't see us finding finding a go. And it was just, as you said, I was like, maybe it's not meant to be. And then um, I think Pac made that substitution of Caicedo for for uh, Armando Broya. And I was like, what the heck is he doing? Um, even though Caicedo didn't have the legs anymore. And I was like, okay, maybe they're going to score the fifth go now. That was my, my thought. We're going to concede again. And right after I said, oh, my God, we're going to concede again, um, Beth, one of our friends, uh, sent, sent a text. OMG and I was like okay what now and then it was was pen, penalty uh, for us so it was just uh, the range of emotions that I felt within like five minutes was 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 crazy um but yeah just uh, what a game great crazy game uh something that I didn't say that I, I have to say now just because of the errors um a little bit before they scored there was the ridiculous handball from, from, you know, Kyle Walker. Um, and that one, I blame more on Anthony Taylor because he had a clear view. Neither him or the linesman said anything. I can't remember if it was inside the box or outside, but it was just very, very clear. He pretty much defended the ball. And the fact that it didn't, that was the second big error that I mentioned. And I was like, ah, kind of clutching my hairs, the hairs of my head. I think I might, might have went bald um, together with Anthony Taylor because I was just so angry. And um, and I, I think some, maybe people thought that the error was maybe the goal from Holland that he possibly touched with his elbow. But from my view, like television view, it didn't look like he touched it with his elbow from a different angle that they, they shown a couple of different angles. And then there was another one that from that it looked that maybe he kind of touched it, but it was just one angle out of five that they shown. Um, and I think that when in doubt, I've always felt that way, when in doubt, you have to give it to the attacker. So I, that was wasn't I didn't consider that an error at all. It was for me a fair goal. Um, but yeah, but the handball thing. So I was already frustrated with that, and then they scored, and you just go, oh well, typical. But again, great, great from from us, great from Pac because obviously his substitution worked. Great from Boya, and obviously great from from the man himself. He is him, Cole Palmer. What a signing! Fantastic, fantastic to to score that fourth goal for us. Yeah, well, I will get on to Cole Palmer in a sec. But yeah, as I said, and unfortunately, because that was outside the box, they VAR can't do anything because it's you know it's not, you can't go back and go look for those incidents. It's not a red card. It's not a penalty. It's outside the yeah. box, so there's nothing they can do. Unfortunately, but yeah, that was a that was a clear blatant miss there. And yeah, Armando Brea comes on. He wins a penalty. The thing is, actually, I think he's not lucky, but I think he's lucky that he's in a sense that his reaction to sort of, he's a bit slow sort of trying to get the, you know, ball back onto his offer, trying to get a shot away because it allows Ruben Diaz to, to clatter him. Uh, and just Cole Palmer then has a bit of a weight. There is a bit of a melee that ensues and Cole Palmer slots home and yes, it's another penalty, but just want to, this is a man who under a lot of pressure in recent weeks has scored against Arsenal, Spurs and City uh-huh. from the spot now. And again, just his general game 
again today, excellent. I mean, I'll say this every single week. My bemoaning spending 40 million on Cole Palmer just looks worse and worse because that was another class performance. And as you said, he is him. I mean, he is probably the player we hope we were getting with Kai Havertz to just be brutally honest about it. He is he is him. He is one of the most important players to Mauricio Pochettino Chelsea right now. Just, you know, outstanding. And again, the composure on him, because he had a, that was a, you know, a, a two and a bit minute wait or so to, to stick that penalty away. And he sticks it away. And Edison will probably know, you know, obviously with it being City, there's a lot riding on it. I mean, my, in my head, I'm thinking, I'll be my. I was being very cynical. I was like, it's too good to be true. But surely Palmer can't score against City. That's too much narrative. Surely he has to have it saved. Surely Edison has to do something. But no, he sticks it away. Uh, Jess Cole Palmer, just just outstanding, and he is, you know, showing that he is he is a man for the big occasion. Yeah, um, I think you know, in terms of the penalties, the penalty goals just shows his character and how he deals with the pressure and might be like me. I might sound like a, a broken record here, but he is a young player and the, 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 to not let the pressure, you know, get to him, a decisive moment um, close to the end of the game, he can get, you know, the draw against the best team in the, the league, his former team and just, you know, cold as you like, cool as you like, fantastic from him. But even more so than the goals, just the way that he performs, right? He is he has been incredibly consistent. Um, he dictates play, he creates, he's, you know, he he's 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 not afraid to try a different pass to, you know, long pass to dribble. He's been a joy to watch, you know, fantastic, fantastic signing. Uh, in my opinion, the best signing that we've made in the summer. Um, and with Nkuku missing we kind of miss that spark, right? Even though, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Enzo and I, I, I like how Enzo can also be a bit creative, but just that spark of, you know, that player that makes you get out of your chair and stuff like that. And Cole Palmer has been that player. Um, it's just been a joy to watch. And as we are talking this, Sam, CFC Central, has tweeted um, just Palmer kind of going towards the, the round of the Manchester City players just casually jogging there to to listen to what they're saying before the uh, uh, free kick that they have and just you know fantastic he, he's a character you know he's a young player but already has so much character within him and I'm I'm just excited to see what he does for us in years to come yeah yeah indeed and then a character game ends everything selling takes the yellow card for, for taking out Phil Foden I thought surely surely City surely City card bed this one over we'll get it get in they don't it ends for all. Poch gets booked to the end for, for, for having words of Anthony Taylor and a thrilling game comes to an end. Um, yeah, Chelsea, they had a goal scoring problem. They struggled to score goals and they scored eight goals in a week. Um, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Jess, on Monday's pod, uh, when I was trying to break it down, I, you know, I was kind of wondering, was that a statement? Was that result of Tottenham a statement performance for, you know, result for Poch? Because it felt quite hard to to really sort of mm-hmm. decipher, decipher from just due to the crazy nature of the game. But I think today I came out even, you know, I came out a lot more positive with a lot more happier feeling out of this game than I did the Spurs game, which again, just kind of just shows the bizarre, the nature of the Spurs game. But do you think this is like, I know it's not a win, but is this sort of a, I, I won't say something, do you think this week, how much, how big do you think this week has been for, for Poch, just in terms of getting that belief in this side? Because I think, I mean, seeing Chelsea scored eight goals against, yes, a, a nine-man Spurs, but also Man City, you know, meaning Man City draw their first game of the season. Um, they, you know, they were just like Man United, just doing wins and losses to start the season. How much has this week done to maybe change any views you had on, on Maurizio Pochettino? And has it, I guess, led you to, to in a, a more positive, favourable direction that, you know, in your beliefs under Maurizio Pochettino? I think, you know, you can't really measure. I think it's huge. It, you know, it changed completely the momentum for us. Um, I think the fans believe in the team again. Um, you know, you know, against Tottenham, for me, it was a win that despite everything that happened, you know, the craziness of the game, we didn't play really well. I think we deserved to win, but we didn't perform well. Um, and it was just like, okay, we got the win, no matter what happens, is a 4-1 win against Spurs. So we needed that for mentality, for the confidence of the players. And I think even for the fans, for the joy of the fans, this week... I think even though we made mistakes in terms of our defense, um, as you said, I don't think Manchester City were incredible. I think their goals were more, you know, had more to do with us not defending properly than anything else. But even with all of that, we performed really well. We showed character, we showed fight, we showed uh, technical ability. And I think today was a statement that we are in the right path, that the the game against Tottenham wasn't a one-off. And I think for the rival fans and for the punditry or whatever it is, um, it was a statement of saying, okay, here here is this young team and we are growing and this is what you can expect from us going forward. Um, and, and it's just, um, it, it's not ideal to have international break right now because you almost want us to keep going, but it's a major statement. I, and I think, you know, having two massive results against, you know, the top six can do wonder for our players as well and for the belief because, it, you know, you're silly if you don't think that confidence has, you know, has nothing to do with football or anything like that. I think that now our players believe that we can go out there and get results and that is the motivation that we, we need. And I think the two results also make make so that the fans are really, really behind the team. You know, we're believing in the process, progress, whatever it is, you know, those types of results and particularly particularly today's performances, you know, performance are the kind of performances that make you go, okay, I can get behind this. I can believe in this. I can see how we can achieve good things, you know, following this path. So again, uh, incredibly happy. Um, I don't know if there's anything more to say other than yes, incredibly happy. And I can't wait for us to, to see Chelsea again with the international break, but excited to see us play against Newcastle. Yeah. And said, game ends for four men, but this is the first top flight game between Chelsea and Manchester City to both to see both sides score three plus goals since November 1960 when Chelsea won 
6-3. Yeah, it was a truly, truly bonkers game. And they said, Chelsea, oh, you know, they are now the entertainers of the Premier League. Something we were probably not going to be, we were not saying about this team a week ago. But now weeks happen in the two best games of the season have involved Chelsea. Who knows? Maybe we're saving. Maybe we're, maybe we're saving modern football with the way we play. Uh, who knows? But yeah, it was a truly, truly crazy game. And Jess, obviously for the league table, it is, a, it's, a, it's only a point. Uh, we, we are in 10th. Um, but I said, yeah. given what what Chelsea, you know, have shown in this last week, how what do you think? You know, do, has it changed much for what you think this team can do? Because if if we look at it, we're only five points off sixth place. Manchester United, yeah. a, a stuttering Manchester United, who you know that sixth place is just not an accurate reflection of how they performed the season. And we've got Newcastle and Seven who are struggling with with injuries right now. Brighton, you know, uh, I think are struggling with with you know trying to combine Europe and the Premier League, and you know. West Ham are sort of, you know, they won today, but they're sort of, you know, been a bit iffy. Recently, do you think Chelsea now, you know, there's still a bit of a gap. There's still a, you know, a 10-point gap to the top four and they're nine points off Aston Villa and fifth. But do you think, given that Chelsea playing, that, you know, you potentially Europa League qualification is now sort of, you know, very much achievable for this grouping, you know, if if Poch can sort of master, you know, mm-hmm. this get this team to master uh, breaking down low blocks, then really the sky's the limit for this team. Because as I said, four games against... Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs and Manchester City this season, they're unbeaten in and they arguably probably could and should have won all four. Yeah, I think, you know, our next three games are against Newcastle, Brighton and Manchester United. Um, So, and all three of them are above us. So obviously, you know, if you're looking at the the table, if you win those three games, then, you know, it becomes a, a very, very solid possibility. So it definitely should give us hope and confidence going forward. And I'm excited. I'm, I'm actually excited to see what we do because either, I don't know if you want to say direct rivals, but in terms of just looking at the table, you know, it's a direct confrontation, let's say it, um, for, for teams that are above us um, fighting for European places. So, you know, in my opinion, those three games can, can decide a lot. So here's hoping and, you know, that we come back from, from the international um you know, nonsense. Sorry, I'm, I'm Brazilian. I loved it. W- loved watching Brazil, but now with Chelsea, with the two games that we've had, I'm a little bit annoyed with the international break. So let me call it nonsense. Um, but yeah, so you know, we're gonna have those three, in my opinion, deciding games. And if we can keep the momentum up, I can definitely see us changing, maybe changing our expectations for the seasons in terms of where do we finish. Something that needs. So, no, something that we have to add. Um, and Cuckoo is, is very close to coming back, and I think Lavia as well. So, you know, even more good things. Maybe Carney. I think Carney might be a little bit later on. But, you know, to have Cuckoo and Lavia, they, they're probably maybe coming back for, for against, you know, Mesh United. Who knows? So something to look out for and also to, to make us excited. Yeah, no, Exactly. Exactly. I say it's been typical Chelsea fashion that, you know, they, they've drawn with Arsenal, drawn with City, beaten Spurs and lost to lost to Brentford in these last four games. But, you know, Jess, we are, you know, putting together a relatively decent run of form. I think he said only one loss in our last seven or something like that. And, you know, said there are signs of this this team. And they said, you know, this is Manchester best in the world and the Chelsea side. You know, we did cause them a lot of problems. So I think there's a lot to, lot to be excited about. Yeah, I said. A truly, truly crazy, crazy game. As I said, lots of players standing up for it. Again, just well, I think Malo Gusto comes on for Reese James. And I thought he was, he was excellent as well when he comes on today as well. Yeah, no, an absolutely crazy game of Premier League football. Um, yeah, said Chelsea scored eight goals in a week. 
which still <laughs> still is really hard to it's still hard to believe you know this, yeah, this you Chelsea to... side insert the meme is this real life because it's just yeah it doesn't no, seem exactly. real back to back 20 games. after 10 games we'd scored 13 goals after 12 games we've now scored 21 um yeah truly 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 crazy to but but that's you know the beauty of football when i said i think this last week you know for a lot of Chelsea fans they felt the identity return to to their football club and they said now it's on up to to poch and these players to to keep it building, because I said Newcastle Way is next after the international break. You know, Newcastle Way is traditionally a tough game. But, Jess, Newcastle have a lot of injuries. Yeah. They lost 2-0 to, to Bournemouth uh, on Saturday evening. You know, Chelsea will have a... Chelsea will not probably get a better chance, you know, a, a beating, you know, this Newcastle side in the situation we're in. Then all of a sudden you're looking up at, at the league table and see what's to come. I said, you know, it's been it's been really encouraging. I said, unfortunately, the international break comes at, at the worst possible time. But, hey, at least we're, you know, we get to enjoy a draw and not a defeat which it looked like it might be although there would still been a lot of positives to take from it but yeah a lot to lot to look forward to ahead for Chelsea um but that is going to wrap it up for this week of that Chelsea podcast hopefully we got a lot covered for you there truly truly crazy game uh just before you go uh give yourself one last plug where people can find you yeah I'm on Twitter at J underline Frota so J-E underline F-R-O-T-A. I'm sorry for my ramblings, just so many emotions today. Um, kind of hard to, to put my thoughts in order, um, but hopefully <laughs> I didn't annoy you too much. And again, just wanted to say thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it. Um, always an honor to be here and always have a lot of fun talking with you about all things Chelsea. So thank you for having me on. Yeah, and thanks for Jess for coming on very, very last minute. And hey, it's not a win, but, you know, it's a draw and that certainly did feel... I mean, this this, this yeah. whole week we've been talking about moral victories and I think Chelsea do take the moral victory <laughs> on this game yeah. uh, today. Um, as for us, we're on Twitter or X about Chelsea Pod, Instagram about Chelsea Pod, Fred's about Chelsea Pod, we're on all your usual podcast platform providers, Apple, Spotify, etc. If you're not subscribed or follow, uh, you search that Chelsea Podcast and we should come up if you want to get in touch with the show. Uh, that's that Chelsea Pod at gmail.com as well. Uh, listener questions will return when uh, we're not on such a, a tight schedule for for recording. As uh, I said, if you've enjoyed the show, rating review, always appreciated whenever I tweet the pod out any likes and reposts go a long way. Um, yeah been a crazy week enjoy the international break folks uh, and until the next episode keep blue flag flying high wow where do i start what a game eight goals in a week you're <laughs> all good on the goal scoring crisis we then go and score eight in a week and <laughs> somehow only at four points just ridiculous really isn't it this sport this club <laughs> i think i've gone through every wave of emotion in there Taylor annoying everyone again. Thinking, oh no, they've squandered this as the ball pinballs into the net from Robbery Strike. But yeah, draw fair result in my eyes. International break, then on to the tune. Sports Social Podcast Network.